All right, so I'm on the line here with Raul Melo. Raul, thank you so much for uh, taking a few moments to talk with me about this new record called Say Less. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. So the first thing I thought of was like, oh, great, there's a new album from Raul Melo coming. It's my favorite. I can't wait. And then I found out it was going to be instrumental. I'm like, wait a minute. When I go into the shower, Raul, I think I sound like you when I sing. I know I don't, but I, I like to pretend I do. <laughs> so I want to know what inspired you to do a, a record where you're not singing. I know it, it's uh, kind of crazy, but when I was a kid and falling in love with music and listening to records and whatnot, some of my favorite records growing up that were always in, I always found interesting and when you're listening to an instrumental record, you're kind of listening differently. You're not paying as much attention or it's not as intense uh, a listening experience. You just kind of have it on while you're you're doing stuff around the house. So I found as a kid, as I was falling in love with music and listening to music, some of my favorite records that my parents had, that my mom had, were instrumental records. And they were always sort of purpose-built, like... Jackie Gleason doing these records, you know, music for the champagne room or music to whatever, you know, cocktail hour, this and that. And my parents, you know, um, they were of that age where they would come home from work five o'clock or so. And first thing they do is pour themselves a drink and and put on some music and smoke a cigarette and catch up on the day and then, you know, making dinner or whatever. But uh, this sort of beautiful sort of social ritual that was involved and it was it always had music as the soundtrack to it i really loved those records not only did i appreciate what they were doing to the household you know but also musically that found them interesting and so i always kept that in the back of my mind and then you know there's never a right time to do an instrumental record ever the record labels don't ever want to do it you know well the pandemic hit and uh, there was nothing else to do. So I had a couple of things and then it just sort of morphed into like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this. I like these songs. Most of the times they don't sound like complete pieces of music. And so they were just little riffs or whatever. So I took it a, a step further and decided to like keep going and see where it goes. And it's the pandemic and nobody can tell you anything. That's awesome. Are you playing everything on here or do you have people coming in to play? On some of the songs, I'm playing just about everything. My son played drums on it and he played some keyboards on it and he helped me arrange and co-produce some of the tracks. We were holed up in the house, so we were like, let's do something. So this was essentially your idea of uh, learning how to make sourdough bread. Pretty much. <laughs> we're talking with Raul Melo. His new record is called Say Less. All right. Raul, tell me about this guitar, because this guitar, the, the 1963 Fender, this kind of is the voice for the record, right? I would say definitely the voice for the record and the inspiration, really kind of the, the one that started the whole thing. Yeah. And then the song that started the whole thing, you mentioned to me Solitary Blues. Yeah, it was, uh, again, one of those nights where you're just, uh, you know, the pandemic is raging and you know, I just had my instruments and my computer. And uh, honestly, I felt really fortunate to have that because it was my little refuge. And I could come up here and just kind of get lost in the music. And so one night I'm sitting here playing my guitar and I've got it plugged into my amps there and I've got the reverb setting and this and that. And so that lick just happened. And then like this song sort of just 
kind of wrote itself really uh i happened to be playing the instrument but it kind of just wrote itself and i thought man i think that's a song and so that one got this record started you know um and and that guitar um i mean it's a 63 jag it's a pretty special instrument if being that you're also noted for your voice i wondered if doing this instrumental record might have been a little bit freeing for you to sort of not have to worry about the voice to worry about the words to worry about the song in that way sure it's a different voice you're still communicating you're still putting a song out there you're just using a different method to communicate and it's the voice of the guitar it, it does have a sound and it can be used that way, uh, as we know. I mean, you know, so many great instrumentalists have uh, uh, done that for years. Jeff Beck, just one of many. But this was a fun exercise for me. It was a fun way to create, and it was a fun way to put some music out that wasn't going to feature uh, me singing, you know, <laughs> or, or like I like to say, me caterwauling all over the place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. You must have heard me singing somewhere along the lines. <laughs> Raul Melo is talking with me. His record is called Say Less. I read somewhere that you sort of loved the idea of the Fania All-Stars and Cosa's Cumbia kind of came out of that space. Is that right? Well, sure. I mean, when we were doing Cosa's Cumbia, one of the things that I used for inspiration, not that it's a, I mean, it's not a Fania all-star record by any means, but I grew up listening to, to a lot of those records and they were very inspiring. And this song with the bass line and the, and the percussion and the arrangement, I just kind of wanted to do a little tip of the hat to some of those records that were truly, I think, masterful. And of course, there was not an electric guitar in that band. But that's why the song reminded me like, well, you know, if the Fania All-Stars had had an electric guitar, maybe they would have done this song, you know? Raul Melo's record is called Say Less. And I wanted to ask you, Raul, do songs come to you and say, hi, I need lyrics or I don't care if I have lyrics? Sometimes they do. Uh, uh, these songs in particular, because there's always that option, right? You know, you, you start riffing on something and it's like, well, maybe this could use lyrics or this and that. 
But I really feel like these songs, they needed it or they would have benefited from lyrics in any way. I love that they came into this project without lyrics and that they're going to be like that. Now, if somebody wants to write lyrics and and, and uh, record vocals on it, by all means, you know, anybody's welcome to. But uh, for me personally, like I, I, I write all kinds of things and sometimes... You know, this one, this one doesn't need it. And it's hard to say which is which, you know, sometimes I'm wrong and sometimes they do need lyrics, you know, but uh, I like the fact that we can write all kinds of music and try our hand at different things. Well, one of those songs that kind of made me think this may have said, I don't need lyrics is Liberty City. And it just felt like that song must have been like the total vibe of what, what you were experiencing there. Man, that song in particular you know, thinking about Liberty City, which has unfortunately gotten a bad rap uh, through the years. But I, I hold Liberty City close to my heart because that's where the Mavericks started, in an English pub called Churchill's. And uh, that's where we played our first gig. And, and Churchill's, it's a haven for like all the young up-and-coming uh, rock and roll bands that were playing in Miami, bands like the Mavericks, Nuclear Valdez famously got out of there. And it was a little rock and roll scene in Miami of all places that you just can't even imagine that that, that was ever a thing. But uh, it was. Before South Beach became South Beach, there was a nice little fun rock and roll scene happening down there. You know, these were the sounds that you would hear just coming through the streets, you know, and it was a mix of R&B, you know, hip hop and calypso music and reggae music and stuff from the Caribbean. So it's a very diverse and very uh, colorful section of Miami. And so, you know, beautiful cultural images, you know, and that's what Liberty City to me, uh, the song represents. The album is called Say Less. Uh, one more song before I let you go. The one that you said was kind of uh, based on your your love of Ennio Morricone. Is that how that would go? Yeah, yeah. The Para Los Muertos, which is the uh, sort of uh, Western sounding one. I remember during the pandemic, he passed away. And uh, man, I just went down the Ennio Morricone rabbit hole, listening to all his music and all his scores. And of course, you know, we take them for granted because they're in so many of our favorite movies and you never think twice about it. It's like, oh, that's the music in there. Well, that was the guy writing it. He not only did the Westerns, he did some beautiful orchestrated uh, scores. But this one was a tribute to him. Not only was it really fun and challenging to record, but also um, to put forth a, a, a tribute to a great and very inspiring composer whose music touched me my whole life since I was a kid. Raul Melo, the album is called Say Less. Raul, thank you so much, man. 
Oh man, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for playing my little record, man. I, I'm so thrilled that you're you're digging it.